Hello, and welcome to Fact Schmacks. It's the podcast good enough to get you a C. Minus. My name's Matt, and I've got a story to tell you. My name's Kev. I have a story to interrupt. Alrighty. Kevin, okay. how's Matthew? your week been? It's uh, It's been a week. You know, it's been good. Yeah. I'm pretty decent. How are you? How's your week been? Oh, brother. I've had a week. I think I'm walking away from my new vehicle, which is... Uh, <gasps> Which is oh, unfortunate. I meant to ask you about that. Yeah. Are you going to so, make them take it back? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. You should. Yeah. So if, yeah. for the uh, for the listener there, I'm not going to mention the dealership because I, th- I do think this was genuinely an accident. Um, but uh, I got a vehicle recently. It was used. And when gently I went in. Gently used. Gently used. Or so, well, and maybe, still or maybe not. <laughs> still very expensive. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, I reached into the glove compartment and the glove compartment was full of stuff. One of the things that was in there was a collision report. Uh, so I don't know if this vehicle has been in an accident. It could have been pertaining to a different vehicle. Maybe some salesperson just shoved a bunch of stuff in there. Dude, I don't know. sloppy, man. But it's, it's sloppy. It means that they didn't replace the cabin air filter if they didn't open the glove compartment, which they were, they should have. And I didn't know that. Yeah. So I've, I've, and then I've been having like, so that, that kind of all happened when, when I was going through some stuff, so I didn't, I couldn't really deal with that at right at the moment. Uh, but then I, it started having an electrical issue, and I had to bring it back a few times. And so I think, I just don't think I'm going to feel good about it. So I'm going to have to. Uh, right. I'm gonna make I will it take say it back. two things. One is white vehicles are often used as rentals, and rentals are often abused. Hmm. That's one thing to consider. Yeah. The other thing is, uh, I can definitely hook you up with a good deal on a new vehicle. If you were so inclined, oh yeah, I I've got, um, I've got a bit of a hook up there. I'm I'm gonna make I'm giving them a chance to make it right. I still like they. I haven't heard back about what they want to do. They said they were gonna meet with uh, the managers. We're all gonna have a meeting to get like between service and sales because someone's someone's dropped the ball hard here. Someone has shit the bed. Yeah, uh, and then we're gonna figure out what to do. But I think I I said I was gonna think about it over the weekend, and you know I might just be handing it back, and they. I think, were like, dude, yeah, I think if you want to, I think that's your better move. And yeah. I'm sorry. I know that you're pretty excited about your new, your new whip there. But, yeah. Uh, you know, thing about cars is they make them every day. Right. right. So, yeah, I so. give them a chance to, to get me, you know, basically the same, but different. Um, yeah. And uh, we'll go from there. But well, as that you're... was all going on. Oh, I really could have used some facts or smacks to lighten well, my mood. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm I'm glad you're prepped with disappointment already. <laughs> you have a solid foundation of disappointment for our <laughs> fact schmacks game today. Oh, good. <clears throat> uh, so I was I was chilling out today. Yeah, it's a long weekend. It's Easter weekend. If, I don't know when this will be released, but we're recording over Easter weekend. I was watching a Blue Jays game ah. in the Oakland A's today. Yeah. I had a solid nap between the fourth and seventh inning. It was uh-huh. fantastic. Yeah. I started thinking to myself. Call that the Blue, fourth inning stretch. The Blue Jays. Birds. Birds. You know what a, what's what's a group of birds? You know, that's a flock. Sure. Yeah. yeah sure. A group <coughs> you know, of birds <coughs> is a flock. Excuse me. We're all familiar with a, with a flock of crows. You know what that's called, right? Well, it's a murder of crows. It's a murder of crows. You know what a flock of Blue Jays is called? Oh, I don't. It's called a band. 
A band of Blue Jays? A band of Blue Jays. Okay, I can believe or it. Just, I guess just But you Jays, could have made whatever. it up. It's very unassuming. Well, that's not our fact schmack. That's just our lead-in. Oh, damn it. Okay. Fact or schmack, Matt. Okay. A flock of flamingos is yeah. a flamboyance. <laughs> I hope to God that's true. <laughs> fact or schmack. Yeah. A flock of seagulls is a sail. A sail of seagulls. seagulls. Are these all supposed to be... Because like a murder of crows isn't an alliteration. But a band of blue jays is. Hmm. Okay, continue, fact, please. Factor schmacked. Yes. Um, sorry, one sec here. I did a bad copy-paste job. <laughs> <laughs> fact or schmacked. A flock of loons is called an asylum. <laughs> An asylum of loons. Asylum of loons. So a flamboyance of flamingos, a sail of seagulls, and a an asylum of loons. Yes. Oh, they're all so good. <laughs> uh, this could this, Yeah, I don't know any. I don't know any of these, and I don't know anything about these, so I'm just guessing. The one that seems most out of place is an asylum of uh, of loons. I'm going to go with that. And that, sir, is how Kev gets a point. Ah, oh, what was it? Yeah. Um. So the schmacked was the gulls. Uh, a group of gulls is called. Hold on, I just had to look it back up here. So there's actually a couple different names for each of these, and I'm going to have a link in the show notes so you can see. But gulls are a colony, a squabble, a flotilla, a scavenging, or a gullery, okay. but not a sail. Wow. And it's an asylum of loons, a cry of loons, or a water dance of loons. No kidding. According to thespruce.com. Thespruce.com. Well, we trust the people over at thespruce.com. Like we <laughs> you have to trust implicitly. On the internet, you have to trust somebody, and for us, that's thespruce.com. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was pretty fun. I didn't realize. I didn't know half those. Uh, there's a whole bunch of crazy ones. That was pretty fun, and I think the one that I wanted to be the the schmacked the most was. I should have. I should have just went with which one I wanted to not be true. The flamboyance. <laughs> No, the one I wanted to not be true was the sale of seagulls. Oh, okay. I, I, I really wanted Asylum of Loons and Flamboyance of Flamingos to be true. <laughs> <laughs> the world's a much more magic place if those if those are the names. Isn't that a isn't that a great like way to way to you know a flamboyance? I thought flamboyance of flamingos. Absolutely. There's a I've flourish ever seen to a real it. flamingo outside of like a zoo or something. Yeah, I don't even know where flamingos are. They're also a stand of flamingos. I feel like Florida. I don't know. <laughs> Bad to guess. I would say Florida. I saw a blue heron in my uh, in my backyard the other day. That was pretty sweet. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw I saw Robin eat a worm. <laughs> sweet. That was gangster. <laughs> uh. Well. So, you did oh, mention. Oh, sorry. Did you have something to clear before I... Uh, I was going to say, I think that gives me three out of five. But I don't know, because now we've we've yeah, put the way episodes we... ahead of other episodes. And 
I have no memory, as I'm sure anybody who listened to uh, any of our shows knows. That I totally, yeah. I, what did we even talk about last week? I don't know. <laughs> it's anybody's guess. We might have to drop the, the pretense of scoring because <laughs> we yeah. might not put out these episodes so, in order anymore. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. We didn't put the episodes out in order, so now it's all screwed up. So I guess I'll just say, like, for the episode now, you wear the honorary okay. dunce cap. Sure, we'll do a per episode honorary dunce cap. I've got it now. Yeah. Ding. Well, you you did mention it's it's Easter, and what to uh, you know what a, what a Christians and Catholics well Catholics are anyways. Uh, well, you know what are Christians celebrating on Easter? Why it was Jesus dying and then coming back, becoming a zombie. Yeah, and then doing the zombie thing uh, before uh, before ascending to heaven. But did you know that he's supposed to come back again? Uh, we need to really tread lightly on these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what it mean, What it is when he comes back again? The second coming of Jesus. It's the rapture, baby. Oh, okay. This is one of those episodes that... Fact max, um, uh, fast max. No, fast max. Uh, this w- there's three things here that could have been a fast fact max, and I'm grouping them all together uh, into kind of fun doomsday predictions. Oh, <laughs> all right. We're not going to touch too much on religion because, I mean, I don't want to offend anybody. We're certainly not going to be touching on anything okay. that anyone Perfect. would consider mainstream religion. Okay. All right. Perfect. That's good. I was yes. a little worried. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to really behave myself here. Someone's going to get offended. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so just to put like to put my cards on the table, you know, I'm an atheist, but I'm not a um, I'm not a sneering atheist. You know, I think at the end of the day, everyone's just trying to trying to get to bed at night and sleep well. And whatever works for you is great. Like, you know, doesn't work for me. I found my own thing. That's cool. Um, you know, if drugs. If, yeah, <laughs> chugs Nogal. Yeah, but yeah, uh, you heathen. know, but uh, you know, if 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 that's something that works for you and you truly believe in, then that's terrific. That's that's wonderful. I yeah, for that's sure. great. Uh, I don't really, you know, yeah, that's great. First one I we're going to talk about. Uh, oh, sorry. I was going to say I was I almost could say I was raised Catholic. I went to like Catholic schools and attended masses and stuff, but. Definitely my parents are just kind of like me, just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, my parents didn't, um, they baptized me Protestant because my my grandparents are quite religious, but uh, uh, they never, like, I've, I've been in a church like eight times. They were like, you know, you figure it out when you get old enough. We're not going to tell you what it is, which is the same way we're, you know. Tr- uh, with your boy. Yeah, same way we're treating it with our son, I'm, you know. If he has questions, I'm sure you know I'm there to answer him. But we're not, you know, like we don't go to church. It's not our thing, right? Yeah, sure. Um, right, first, onto the apocalypse. Onto the apocalypse. The the first these these are there's two of them here that you know you're probably going to remember. You're going to remember two different apocalypses, which is kind of fun. My fiance pronounces it apocalypse. Apocalypse. <laughs> She also calls crayons crowns. I don't understand it, but I think it's adorable. That's great. Now everybody knows. There you go. All all seven of her listeners. Yep. Uh, (laughs) The first doomsday scenario we're going to 
touch on is the 2012 Mayan prediction or oh, prophecy. Right. The uh, the Mayan calendar. That's right. You know, because it turns out that the Mayan calendar ends at some point. 12-21-12. That's right. Just like our calendar ends at the end of every year. Yeah, but well, no, that was well, the well, end of like the... There was like a sequence or something to it, wasn't there? Yeah, we'll get we'll 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 get to that. Um, starting around 1975, some new agey kind of writers and and spiritualist people became aware that the Mayan calendar was about to turn over to a new Bactun. I think is how this would be pronounced, but I could be doing that way wrong. That's yeah, I've read it before, and I that's I mean, it's how yeah. it looks. <laughs> Sure. Um, which Just like uh, a patome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> calliope syndrome. Uh, <laughs> which is essentially, um, essentially a millennia in the Mayan calendar. It's not exactly. I think it's like 375 years or something similar to that. I, I meant to go and look up that specific figure and then I didn't. But, okay. uh, you know, just like. So it, it was like a, it's like a significant date in the Mayan calendar in the same way that like the year 2000 was a significant date in, in our calendar just because we ascribe significance to it. You know, even though technically the actual millennium wasn't until 2001, not 2000 because there was no year zero, nobody cares. The year 2000 is nice and neat and, you know, that's sure. the year that we celebrate. Um, the, the significance, purported significance of this uh, date continued to grow in the New Age community, you know, in through the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. You know, first it was just kind of this date of um, unspecified transformation. You know, the calendar's flipping over. That means something, obviously, right? We're going to transform for some reason. Um, and but as the date got closer and closer, more and more people started to, you know, kind of pile on the gloom. Uh, to the date. It was actually in 2001 that some dude first linked 2012 to a doomsday scenario. Uh, and and then f- like from there, it just kind of that idea just spread in, you know, the kind of corners in the inner of the Internet where these ideas usually kind of spread. Um, started to be taken for granted, actually, that the world was going to end in 2012 and then, you know, you just got to kind of work your way backwards from there. Well, if you know the world's going to end, you know, why? Let's figure it out. Who's got who's got ideas and who's got theory? You've begged the question of of the world ending and now it's time to uh, to, to work your way backwards from there. Um, you know, and so there's all sorts of theories. Uh, the, have you heard about um, the hidden planet? That one? No. No, apparently no. there's What's a planet. Hidden planet in our solar system that was just gonna gonna run into us out of nowhere. <laughs> Ooh, I'm not sure how they thought that was gonna work because uh, we have like telescopes and stuff. It was it like that in their mind. It's just like hiding out behind the sun, uh, always out of view from us until this moment. And the Mayans okay. somehow knew that it was gonna be there uh, uh, now when Fair. their calendar just arbitrarily flips over. Um, or maybe there was some sort of this weird, like galactic beam, (laughs) this, some, some crazy person had this theory that doesn't make any scientific sense about how there's like a plane to the galaxy, which you can't really even establish because 
the galaxy's very big and there's there's, there's no like up or down or x or y or well, I mean there is but there's it's kind of no, like it, it's hard to de- define exactly what the size of the galaxy is enough to you know define a, a specific um, horizon the way this guy's talking about it just for what I briefly read I'm not claiming to be an expert in that sort of thing at all um, but again like the idea that Mayans knew about this you know <coughs> galactic thing uh and we don't is you know kind of stretches belief i think um okay 2012 just kind of became this catch-all to hitch any and all conspiracies to uh, solar flares alien invasion uh again secret planet coming out of nowhere that for some reason we've never been able to to spot and uh like the crazy thing is people kept up with this secret planet thing well past the point where you could feasibly even make the argument that a planet's going to come at us from, you know, behind the sun. It takes time for it to cross the hundred and hundred million miles, hundred million to 110 million miles, something like that, uh, you know, to get from the sun to here. That takes time, even if you're going very fast, right? Right. It's like seven minutes from here to the sun, right? Speed, speed of light. Speed of light. Eight minutes. Yeah. Eight minutes. So any conventionally, you know, if you're going like planet speed, it would take time. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of time. We'd, we would have spotted it a long time ago. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember? Uh, I just want to go back a little bit. I don't yeah. know if this may be your next point. Oh. Y2K. I wasn't actually going to get into Y2K because... There was mad. I'd say there was more hysteria over Y2K than there was hysteria over the Mayan calendar. Because the Mayan calendar was kind of this, like, kind of just jokey, like, uh, you know, like some stupid calendars turning over and some people think the world's going to end, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The Y2K thing was like, like initially when it was first presented, it's like, oh, yeah, we don't know what these computers are going to do because they had the two digit. Date, yeah, and if they think it's before, and it could cause all these crashes and this and that and all these things, where you were kind of like, oh well, I mean that could actually happen. I think a lot of that, a lot of that was overblown. Like the idea that, like, oh the, for sure it was. You know, for the sure nukes are just going to launch themselves because it, they yeah. don't know what day it is. That's probably not but, really. But I mean, you know, it was a thing that could have caused problems at the very least. For sure, and I mean people. Right. Yeah, people figured out how to deal with it and dealt with it. There's another one coming up. If you're on a 32-bit system, uh, 32-bit systems won't work past like 2038 or something uh, because uh, yeah. uh, because of the way that um, uh, timekeeping works on on computers. They're basically counting seconds from a from an arbitrary date. Uh, and there's only so many bytes in a 30-bit, two-bit system to keep track of that. So you'll you'll essentially as- exceed the amount of seconds from that since that date. But if you're on a 64-bit system, it's significantly, significantly, significantly longer. It'd be yeah. like six million years until that's a problem again. That's so, crazy. You know, hopefully we'll have. I like that we just kicked the problem <laughs> so far down the line that nobody <laughs> needs to figure it out, dude. By like, you know what? These computers are gonna look like slide rulers and. 30 years yeah everything we're doing mm-hmm. the right, mayan so. one yeah and i think people didn't take it seriously because there was another more more um uh more publicized 
uh, doomsday thing that had happened just before that that we're going to get into later. Okay. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I, d- I didn't want to get into Y2K because there wasn't really a specific... It was just sort of this general panic rather than this, like... I guess the 2012 is kind of a... Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like the, 20, the Y2K was more of a specific, like, oh, this is an actual thing that's, like, you know present here and is a very unknown variable after this certain point whereas the y2k or the uh 2012 thing was more just like okay buddy yep i'm yeah. sure they did predict you know because <laughs> right like i'm as much as i love to jump on board conspiracies and i find them just amusing as could be i am a pretty like grounded in reality skeptical kind of dude right but i mean it's like it they're fun they can they, be oh, fun, so but much, so I think it's fun. conspiracy theories are almost like um, like gambling. Like there's a certain sort of person where it gets dangerous for them to oh, to really oh, get into them, 100%. right? Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, so I, you know, it's kind of it's a fine line, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I also find funny? Just one more one more observation I've always made about conspiracy theories. And I don't know if I brought it up on the show. We've done enough episodes now. I mean, if we've done more than one episode, I've forgotten <laughs> what we <laughs> talked about. So that's how that works. Like I just, I'm an 80 system. I have a 512 megabyte memory. I have to purge a lot. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, the thing about conspiracy theories I find funny is that it's never just, you know, uh, 9-11 was an inside job, but Lee Harvey Oswald was the lone gunman. It's always both. It's like, it's, they always just seems to me that everybody who gets into one conspiracy theory gets into all, all of, of a sudden piles into all of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I know so many people it's like, Oh, you believe that? It's like, yeah, kind of. And maybe, you know, maybe the real truth is in between. Like you look at say like the whole, uh, we're going on a tangent here. Sorry. Say the whole uh, uh, world trade thing, right? People are like, oh, it's an inside job, this and that. Like, there's people no. who say that, like, there's people who say that Pearl Harbor, they, they had an idea. They, they kind of knew. And they say that about 9 11. Maybe somebody was just like, oh, I'll just slide that under my desk and see what happens. You don't know. There's, there, there's room. That's where I find there's a little bit of room where you're just kind of like, I don't think they set it up, but did somebody snooze on it? Yeah, probably. Well, they. I mean, we know they snoozed on the memo. They know. That, we yeah, know right? That's what I mean. We know they we know at least they snoozed, snoozed yeah. on. The, but I don't so think there's the, a little know, bit of truth. Like that's not a conspiracy, see, though. That's just incompetence. Yeah, but I mean, it, that's not it an inside on, job. That's just incompetence. Want, no, it's, that doesn't make no. That doesn't make it an inside job. But at the same time, you kind of go like. You know, when somebody argues it like, oh, they knew and this and that, it's like, yeah, yeah, like somebody fucked up and whatever. But <clears throat> it's always multiple conspiracy theories, never just one. Yeah. So and the I further lo- you get in them, the further you get into it too, the the more and more ridiculous stuff you're willing to accept. Oh, the deep. Yeah. The deeper you go, it's yeah, it's like. You know, like that, that's kind of the point I was making. Like I could almost be like, yeah, maybe somebody intentionally snoozed on the stuff. Like, sure, that could have happened that we don't know about. But when you get into the whole like 
they were drilling dynamite into the buildings for all this. And it's like, no, man, there's no way you could have a conspiracy that big. Yeah. No way. Come on. And like, that's where I kind of, that's where I step off. Right. I'm like, I don't know, man. Three can keep a secret if two are dead. That's what I believe. Like, there's no way you can keep that stuff quiet. Oh, like the moon landing stuff. How many people would have to be in on it to fake a moon landing? You would have to have a program that was just as big as sending someone to the... It would be easier to send someone to the moon moon in that day than to fake it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) It kills me. I'm just like, okay. We've understood how to blow things up for quite a long time. That's all we're doing. (laughs) We're just controlling, blowing something up to get you to the moon. Yeah, we're really good at missiles and projectiles. Yeah, because they had a lot to do with defense in the Cold War. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on such a huge tangent. Do you no, even that was where we were. That was good because, like, frankly, there's just nothing to the 2012 thing. I just wanted to yeah, bring it up okay. because it's it was yeah. hilarious. Roland Emmerich made a movie about it. Uh, if, I don't know who that is. He makes all the disaster movies. He made. I think he, he also okay. made. Um, uh, Independence Day. Oh, okay. Okay. He makes like big budget disaster films. Uh, I can't yeah. remember. He just had one recently. Yes. I think I know what uh, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. He had The Day After Tomorrow. <clears throat> so I don't really uh, have anything to add it. Like 20, 2012 came and went and uh, here we are. Speaking of great disaster movies, have you watched Don't Look Up? Um, no. It, dude, I know you don't watch a lot of movies and I know that you're always like, mm, yeah, I'll... I'll watch it someday. Mm. <laughs> when I tell you watch this movie, watch it. You'll like it. I've heard very mixed things about it. It's good, dude. It's very, you know, it, it just kind of looks at the stupidity of people and, you know. Yeah. I'm, uh, good. yeah. Yeah. Not, not, nothing else to add about that. I'm going to take it. We're going to take a short break as I run, just run and grab another beer here. Um, I'll be right back. I'll just trash talk you. Sweet. So generally when I set up for these shows, you know, I'm not overly well prepared. Um, I'm a little scattered, whatever. But if I was drinking beer right now, I'd have brought at least three with me. Just saying. It would have been much, much more, uh, much more handy if he brought multiple beers with him. Wouldn't just leave me here nattering on to nobody and everybody all at once and awkwardly trying to fill the void while he runs to his beer fridge that I know is not even that far. And yet here I am just rambling. Um, yeah. So this is fact schmacks, everybody, a uh, high production value, absolute professionalism and high quality standards. Here he is. I really hope he edits this out. But he won't, because he does that to me. Hello. Oh, well, what did you say? Wow. Oh, all kinds of things that I really hope you edit out, but I know you won't. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Probably I just not. rambled on. It was the most awkward thing. Listen, Ramble I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say one thing. If anybody out, out there who's listening, like if any, any of one of you seven people hosts a podcast and you do it by yourself, like my hat is off to you because I, I couldn't do it. Oh, it's without a net, right? Without a net. Yeah. Like I rely on Matt mm-hmm. talking so that I don't have to. Yeah. 
I mean, technically, we don't have Annette either. She she does a different podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> Get on with the story and edit all of this out. <laughs> God damn it. So, <clears throat> oh. the next little doomsday uh, prophecy that I want to bring up comes from 1806 and comes from a lady who's going to get an episode of her own someday. This is just a little footnote in her story, uh, but it fit in with what we're doing uh, here. (coughs) Pardon me. Uh, In 1806, a lady named Mary Bateman, who, again, yeah, we're totally going to be doing an episode on, joined a sort of fringe religious movement um, not long after she joined this. Ahead- is it the Mormons? No. This I'm is in sorry, that's inappropriate. I, I apologize. <laughs> this uh this is in Leeds, uh, which is it's where the Who played. Yeah, there you many go. Many years later. There you go. And who? a lot of other bands. Who? The Who. Live what? from Leeds. Who? Pretty sure. God damn it. How did oh, you fall for just... that the first time? Uh because Matt. I'm not that bright. <laughs> not long after she joined this little fringe religious movement, a hen of hers began laying eggs with the message "Christ is coming" uh, etched. Wait a minute. On them, hens hens don't lay eggs. Uh, Do hens lay eggs? Or yeah, wait, are hens the females? Yeah, roosters and hens, right? right. Yeah. A yeah, I got hers. a good question about that after. Okay. Uh, with yeah, with Christ is coming etched on them, and three such eggs were hatched. Um, this, this message was widely interpreted to be a, a harbinger of the end times. Uh, but the, this, is, this is a very quick story. They they pretty quickly figured out that uh, uh, Mary there was taking freshly laid eggs and using a, a sort of acid to etch the message into them, and then reinserting them into the chicken. Ugh. <laughs> Poor chicken. I know. God damn. Yeah. Mary Bateman's a bad person. Oh yeah, she is a very bad person. Like oh, no I'm curious to see what this story is gonna be. No doubt about that. But yeah, so okay. you know, she was found out and and that was that. Hmm. Those two really are just kind of That's te- an excellent story. Hey, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Our first yoke about it. Oh, great. How loud. <laughs> You're being really shellfish right now. Uh, so bad, dude. All right. Okay. Those were kind of teasers for the main story that I really want to talk about. I want to talk to you dude, about. We're like 30 minutes into the show. Man, just fuck off, okay? Listen, why don't you just? We have a we have a format to fill, and that's true. Our sponsors <laughs> demand. <laughs> I can't even. Our listeners <laughs> demand you bust my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to really talk about Harold Camping. You might not know who Harold Camping was. He has since passed on. He's a very old man when this story starts. Harold Camping was the CEO of Family Radio a large Christian radio network that was enormous in the USA. They had listenerships in like, you know, millions, maybe even tens of millions, maybe even hundreds of millions. Like they were broadcast 
all over the place. So, so they did better than Faxmax? Just slightly. <laughs> Just ever so slightly. Um, but this Harold Camping, he was he was the CEO, and he also was was a was a preacher. You know, he was a very kind of um, I think he was like a biblical literalist sort of preacher. He didn't like these new newfangled Bible ideas. One of those types. Now I have Janis Joplin stuck in my head. Oh, okay. Janis Joplin or Joni Mitchell that sings preacher man? Janis Joplin. You got me there. Not much. Uh, I'm not really? much. Yeah, I'm uh, not much for '60s music, to be honest with you. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. find like not an. It's just none of it has. I mean, I don't like. It's not like I dislike it. I just I never put it on. Okay. Like outside of the Beatles, really. All right. Well, I mean, you know, you're you like the Beatles. That's cool. I like the Beatles. Yeah. Anyways, Harold Camping when he was when he was. When he was old, he used rock hard science and math, like ironclad math, to predict that the world was going to end on May 21st, 2011. Like, you don't even know how convincing this, this is. Let's go through the math here. So here's the thing. Oh. You, you start with, Jesus died on April 1st, 33 A.D., the year 2011 is 1,900. I need my pen. Yeah, <laughs> is 1,978 years away from 33 A.D. Well, you multiply 1,978 by 365.2422, uh, which gives you the number of days it's been since 33 A.D., which was 722,449. Now, we're just going to park that number right there. That number's going to be important later. Strangely, I've followed along so far. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Atonement equals five, obviously. Complete five what? Just the number five. But what? Yep. Yeah, no, that's it's clearly it's clear why. I don't think I need to get into it. Uh, completeness equals uh, 10, and I think that's even more clear why completeness equals 10. And heaven... Well, it's so obvious that heaven is 17 that I feel like I don't even, I, I feel like a fool for even saying it. You multiply those numbers together and you get 850. You square 850 and you get 722,500. Now, if you subtract 722,449 from 722,500, that's a difference of 51. 51 days plus April 1st, 2011, gets us to May 21st, 2011. I think, you know, obviously, really solid case that he's made here. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I want to say, yep, I, I was on track <laughs> until I was not. Did I? And I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody really followed along with that. However, I feel like you delivered it properly, so I'm going to give you a point there. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what you said, but I think you said it right. Um, now, we'll in the playback. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know why? Like, do you want to get into the the? Of course, I do. The atonement you know and completeness. Of course, and, I do. Yes. Okay. So, according to. Well, not according to him. At Exodus thirty fifteen says, "The rich shall not give more, 
and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel when they give off an offering unto the Lord to make an atonement for your souls. Now, if you use shackles, half a shekel, well, that's, that's one over two, right? But if, but if you use decimals, that's 0.5. Yeah. And we know that, you know, five is, is basically the same as 0.5. And so that's why uh, atonement is the same as five. How long ago did this guy do these? Uh, wh- this is like 2010 when he's really... When he's really given... When he's really given her. And he's like okay. 90. So he's a very okay. old man, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I'd say the weed was pretty strong still back in 2010. <laughs> I could come up with some... I could come up with some math like that right now. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the other, you know, the other stuff is basically exactly that sort of thing. Take a random Bible passage that has that word in it. Like, I, I have no idea why those words are even important. That doesn't seem to, to matter either. But, like, he takes the number 10 from some uh, passage about Satan being bound for a thousand years to signify completeness of God's plan. Now, why... 10 is the same as a thousand. I guess that's the same reason that five is the same as 0. 0.5. Um, and uh, 17, God instructed Jeremiah that uh, this purchase of a field for 17 shekels was done to guarantee or demonstration that time would come that Israel would again occupy Jerusalem. That is, people again would go to heaven. And that's why you- 17 is means heaven. So this Have is you ever read the Bible? No. So I used to, I haven't read it start to finish and I actually want to mm-hmm. because I mean, it's the most, I mean, it's, it's the book, right? Yeah. Like it's the book of all time, the best selling book ever. Yeah. Um, but I used to, uh, like I mentioned, I went to uh, Catholic schools. So like in a lot of the classrooms there'd be Bibles kind of at the back of the classroom uh, I'm sure you can tell by how I am that I was a kid who sat at the back of the classroom. Yep. And uh, at the back of the classroom, I would often not pay attention and I would just skim through these Bibles. Uh-huh. And, uh, dude, I would just find the most random, like, passages and stuff. And I'd be like, man, that's so much shit going on in this book. Like, <laughs> it's like death and incest and, like, all kinds of horrible shit. And I'm like... And then, like... Useful advice for growing crops and stuff (laughs) like that. It's it's good good ways to deal with life. Yeah, (laughs) I mean it was book, man. It's weird. Yeah, it's I've never read it in its entirety. I've often tried to start and I get to like Genesis, like verse three, and I'm like passed out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I don't know if I find have have it in me to to write the to to read the whole thing. I just don't think I I would. I think it's the Psalms where it's like these like little like they're almost like little poems or like little like motivational sayings. Yeah. Uh, I always used to like reading those and be like, oh, that's kind of neat. That's nice. There's the one. Uh, I don't know which one it is, but it's um, it's the one about, you know, give give me the. Um, I can't remember exactly how it goes. It's the. Um, the. The. Strength to change the things I can. The the oh yeah yeah that old adage. Yeah, my grandparents. Is that in the Bible? 
yeah oh yeah my grandparents had that all over their house i uh i really i didn't i didn't understand it till i got older and now it's you know <laughs> it it's one of those you? things where i'm like oh man that's that's so true <laughs> it was about you well could have been <laughs> <laughs> god give us the patience <laughs> Was it the patience to deal with stuff you you can't change the it's strength the, to deal with stuff the, you can and the wisdom to know the difference between the two the something like that yeah yeah, yeah some <laughs> people if you whoever knows it knows it yeah like I get the of, idea except for us I guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> secondhand news guy um, <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> now okay so that's that's where he's getting those numbers from but like it's just numerology it's it's taking random numbers and making significance out of them because you can use all sorts of numbers to you know relate to all sorts of things sure that's numerology in a nutshell it's you know you can make a case out of anything if you want to sit there long enough and you know make nonsense numbers yeah yeah, I've seen. I I always find them kind of interesting to kind of watch, like the process. Yeah, you know, like the stuff at the beginning where it's like, okay, numbers. well, sure, that many days since, you know, sure. I don't know why we're gonna say that many days is significant, but just because you can pull random number, you're just associating numbers with with concepts so, that aren't even like. What the, was this guy's? What was this guy's kind of like? Why were we listening to him as opposed to just because being he ran? Like, okay, bud, put your tinfoil hat on. He, he ran, ran a radio. He ran a seventy-one yeah, yeah, million yeah. dollar that's company. Right, that's right. Okay. Yeah, so he had a huge amount of reach, and once he had this, you know, this prophecy, and he really wanted to get the word out. There had been other people at this radio station that had been keeping this guy in check, but they were also very old, and they had gotten kind of sick and disinterested. So he was in the position where all of a sudden he had kind of free reign of the money and the the content, and he just uh, ran with it. So, so that's what's going to happen with, with you and I when I go senile because <laughs> I don't pay attention to anything. Yeah, and you've got, you've got full control of the joint account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he decides he needs to get the word out there about this incredible discovery. He erects erect <laughs> 5000 billboards across the United States. It was at the time the largest single event advertising campaign in US history. As ridiculous as the idea was, the incredible reach of this campaign and the incredible reach of his radio program meant that a not insignificant amount of people bought into the idea that some guy had figured out that the world was going to end on May 21st, 2001. Now, I think we need to do that for our show. Get some billboards out there, 5,000. Yeah. With now, awesome it's logo. one thing I want to um, <clears throat> to note, a lot of people believed him, but far, 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 far more people didn't. And and as a matter of fact, in mainstream Christianity, you know, pretty much every major, uh, uh, I think in every major uh, branch of Christianity, it's considered a sin uh, to try and predict the time and the hour oh, of, yeah, of the rapture. Sure it is. So the, the, this yeah. is not like, he's not preaching mainstream Christianity at all. Um, you know, this is this is something a little different. Um, 
Do you know where all those stories come from in the Bible? Is it Genesis? The book? No, the Genesis. Oh, a book is of the uh, Revelation. Sorry, book of Revelation. Yeah, but that's the one I should the read. Book of Revelations was written in code because um, at the time there was big uh, prosecution to anybody who is writing uh, for Christians. Like I don't know, I forget exactly when it was made, but I think it was like a Roman. Yeah, it was during Nero. Thing. So these, yeah, so I think these when a lot of this stuff would, was happening. Yeah, so they would write kind of in these cryptic ways. Uh, and then now that we look back and try and interpret that, that we get these, you can get all kinds of different things from it. Yeah. It's a crazy book. Like the, <laughs> the Horseman of the Apocalypse and all that stuff. Oh, it's it's amazing imagery. The, the Beast. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, dude, I really do need to read it. Have you maybe, uh, I'll stop, maybe I'll stop being a heathen. One maybe thing I love, uh, I love seeing is um, uh, not. It's going to sound weird. There's there's a lot of uh, kind of memes about biblically accurate things because if you ever see biblically accurate angels the way they're actually described, they're, they're like eldritch abominations. It's like a circle with a ton of eyes on it, or uh, you know, they're they're not described in some of these books as dudes with wings. Sometimes they're described as things that are just like. Impossible to imagine. It's like <clears throat> it's like the whole like white Jesus thing. Yeah, that's a different right? topic. I mean, obviously, yeah. like I, I firmly yeah. believe Jesus was a real guy. Absolutely. He obviously wouldn't have sure. been a white guy. That would have yeah. been the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. And I mean, whatever. You know what? If somebody, uh, whatever your relationship is with religion, I don't want to shit on it, right? Like for sure. Um. Oh, I think, yeah. I, even, even when we kind of talk about this stuff, you know, it's like, just want to reiterate that we're not, uh, we're yeah, not making fun like, of, yeah, of that. Yeah. We're making fun of this guy. <laughs> yeah, this guy definitely is a wacko. <laughs> this guy's hilarious. He um, 100% have a podcast. He, oh, yeah. He, he was the original uh, podcaster. Um, but the, the less funny part about this is that believers um, in this guy helped raise money for outreach. You know, this this radio station of his, a lot of the money that it got was through donations, public uh, donations from from its listenership. Out, outreach for what? Getting the message out. Oh, God. That the world was going to end on May 21st, 2011. I wonder how many people woke up like May 22nd and were just like, oh, I wonder if that check cleared. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what that's uh um, could get that back. People were selling their possessions. People were maxing out credit cards, thinking that they're not going to have to pay bills and they're not going to need that stuff. And that's the way sadder, way, way sadder aspect of this. Yeah, I've been holding off on paying my credit card because of Russia lately. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> it can be late. We're fine. We're still here. Bite um, me. The media picked up on the campaign because somebody just put 5,000 billboards across the United States, which fed interest in the campaign, drove up, you know, Google searches towards it, which generated, oh, you. you know, the increased amount of gener uh, interest meant that they felt like they should do more advertising because they felt like they're they're getting somewhere, which generated more media coverage. Now, a fun part of this is that there was a lot of shit posting and general memory uh around this event um some people took a hold took hold and really just really just wanted to have a good time uh, a fake rapture was organized over facebook where people were 
just going to go and like leave clothes around to make it look like people got raptured. Uh, that that's fun. <laughs> can I just can I just interrupt here while I have this brilliant thought of mine? Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking, if we ever get enough Patreon subscribers, we should get billboards and start some kind of mass rumor. <laughs> no, like a social experiment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. We not. do some numerology. They'll be telling tales of us one day. Um, even better than than just throwing your clothes. Uh, a group called the. I fin- should try that sometime. <laughs> just pretend to be. <laughs> just raptured. go hide around the corner naked. <laughs> <laughs> like go into the other room to get something. Leave a pile of all your things. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Interesting. More fun than that, a group called the Phenomenauts got people to get gather together and they filled Phenomenauts. the Phenomenauts. <laughs> they filled sex dolls with helium and attached them oh, to helium God. balloons and released them and watched them float up to the heavens. And what? there's there's listen, there's video footage of this and I can tell you it's it's profound. It's a profound experience watching What was what was I doing in 2010 that I missed all this? Right. <laughs> I was probably on some like shutdown or something somewhere like working all day. Yeah. I'm, I totally, I don't, re- I would remember that story. And I, I remember, I remember hearing the t- about the guy. Yeah. I don't remember about uh, the sex dolls or any of that stuff. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So, so that happened, huh? That that did happen. And like I said, you you should go see some of the footage. It's really it's life affirming when you watch those oh, those sex 100%. dolls floating up towards the heavens. I'm, I'm gonna link all that in the show description when we put it out. So anybody who uh is listening, if you look in the show notes, hopefully there is some good video links. You can take a peek at that. We and we should uh we should link the um internet historian uh video about Harold Camping because yeah, he does a he does a wonderful video and I'm trying so hard not to make any of the same jokes that he made because <laughs> that's sometimes the curse <laughs> of watching so other stuff and they're too good. <clears throat> yeah. And so I'm trying so hard to to not do the same thing. Um but for people who who really believed in this, their lives kind of got a little messed up, man. People sold possessions oh, to sure, fund dude. last minute trips. People were scared shitless that this was going to happen. Um, when May twenty, 20- dude, if I really believed that, I'd have just dropped every dollar I had and been like, "Let's do it." Yeah. When May twenty first, twenty eleven came and went, it was supposed to happen at six o'clock, I guess Eastern time. Um, the world didn't end. Uh, uh, didn't end. Camping had a lot of explaining to do. You know. And after, after a day in, in solitude, he came out and I realized he'd made a big error. Not, he gave another date, didn't he? It's time to fess up. Yep, yep. You see, it's the Book of John. <laughs> I do, I do remember that story. The Book of John, twenty totally- uh, one eleven. A decisive a, a disciple caught a hundred and fifty three fish. So obviously, gotta put the fish number in there. So you add 153 days to May 21st, new date, October 21st, 2011. Now, two weeks after he he proclaimed his new date, he had a stroke. Um, That did not kill him, but he did have a stroke (laughs) two weeks after. And if you believe in 
if you do believe in God sending messages, maybe, maybe that was one of them. Um, wow. But he, he did survive it. And before the October 21st date rolled around, he did actually like for real uh, realize the the error of his ways. And he publicly prola- proclaimed uh, that he had sinned and that nobody could actually predict the date of the rapture. Nothing to see here, folks. Sorry about that. But, you know, he took a lot of people for a ride. Uh, Certainly not as bad as a lot of the other kind of doomsday stuff. Um, Yeah, like there was no Kool-Aid. There was no Kool-Aid. There was no, you know... uh, Yeah. Jonestown is is, uh, um, a subject that I'm eternally fascinated by, but I don't think we could ever do an episode on it because it's just so awful, you know? No, we're one hundred percent doing an episode on it. I don't know, man. Tip to taint. There's not uh, a lot me, to joke know, about. It's pretty yeah. bad. And and that's the thing. I get caught sometimes because I noticed something. Somebody called me out. Not really called me out on something, but I when when we named our episode the Boston Molasses Party, it's uh like to me it was kind of funny because I'm looking at the story of a molasses flood, you know, a hundred years later. Yeah, not thinking about. The ten people who died. Well, and you, it's it's easy to get caught up in you know our little little character, you know, little characters we have for for ourselves, which are mostly mostly us. But you know, it's you can exaggerate a little bit of like, you know, it was it was kind of a fun bit to be, you know, you're calling it the molasses party, and I'm like, no, it's not the molasses party. And then yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. it was it was. I in think the that moment was funny, and then in the moment funny, and, and then. Well, maybe that's insensitive to the 10 people who died. So doing a Jonestown thing would be you'd want to kind of make the joke and the whatever. But then at the same time, you got to. Yeah, it's a hard it's a hard line to to walk. I always think about that when I look at topics. I'm like, how much of a bummer is this really? That being said, we've done so many topics that are so weird. So so many, (laughs) so many topics. Everybody. It's generally like I think. The the sad truth is the further back something is, the more awful of a thing you can talk about because nobody's around who remembers or cares. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, y- y- now, there are some things that happened a long time ago that people still care deeply about. So, you know, obviously you got to... Sure. It's a fine line. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, you know, especially when we do this show because we'll be talking and kind of joking around because you and I have known each other for 20 years at least. Mm-hmm. And then when you kind of go back and you, you know, you think, well, maybe somebody might find that offensive or something. Or I, I always kind of, I guess if I was really worried about it, I wouldn't be doing a podcast. <laughs> There's also a part of me that's like, ah, oh, whatever, fucking get over it. Listen to me. Like I'm a moron. <laughs> like don't take anything I say seriously. Right. So it's like, but yeah, uh, that would be a tricky topic for sure. I think that would be a really hard one. I, it would be so hard to find the angle or the, you know, how but, do you... But right right there, the segue into it, like, oh, there's no Kool-Aid. Like, we make jokes about it. Like, that, people make that yeah, joke all the time. For sure. Everywhere. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, for sure. Right, so... Yeah, people joke about, uh, you know, Heaven's Gate a lot. You know, that's kind of a... That's also a pretty, pretty bummer story yeah. when you get right down to it. It's interesting. Yeah. It's really interesting. They're, they're, it's this very, very fascinating. Sometimes I think maybe we should have another episode or another show that's another more serious. Show that's more serious where, like, I don't get just ripped before we record. And 
I, you know, I we, just we I, don't misspell our logo. Yeah, I don't know. But this is so much. It's this is so much fun to do. That seems like work. This is just entertainment. Yeah, for me, anyhow. Yeah, I'm entertained. <laughs> I think <laughs> I hope, we've been I pretty hope, like, good at about these people are entertained. I think we've been pretty good about not not targeting anybody or not making fun of anybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're sensitive folks. We try. We try. We're both, you know, we we're both dads. We, we not yeah. that like being a dad is you're being a parent when you're not a parent, you can't I, understand empathy or anything like that. I don't believe that at all. I just I think it definitely softens you. It softens you. Yeah. For sure. You th- yeah. So you, that's you polish polish your edges. That's really it for the end of the world. I mean, I don't really have much more than that. Those are three kind of smaller stories that I don't think, you you know, three kind of lighter tales of the end of the world. This, uh, this episode will be like apocalypse one or something because (laughs) apocalypse later, there's a lot of other, yeah. Apocalypse now, apocalypse later. That's amazing. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so there will be apocalypse later coming because there's other things to discuss. I mean, there's so many other world-ending events. Oh, I think it should know this discussed. one's apocalypse later, and if we do another one, it'll be apocalypse even later. <laughs> 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 oh, I wait, no, 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 no. Me, uh, That's too correct. Apocalypse more later. <laughs> <laughs> Apoc- ap- and then the third one will be apocalypse laterist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me let me wrap this up with uh, Kev's closing fact. So, um, our moon used to be up to, uh, well, our moon used to be closer. Let me phrase it this way. Well, at one point it was really close, like really, really, yeah, really close. So computers. Well, there was the impact, right? Yeah. So, computer simulation suggested the moon could have been twenty or twelve to nineteen times closer at a distance of just 20,000 to 30,000 kilometers compared to the 384,000 kilometers today. Wow. But it's still spinning away because the transfer of energy from the rotation and tidal bulges of the Earth, the moon gets 3.78 centimeters further away each year. That's correct. That's roughly the same rate at which your fingernails grow. Huh. Now, I don't know, 3.78, that's like an inch and a bit. Yeah. Your fingernails grow an inch and a bit in a year? I guess. I don't know. You are you tell me. Fuck, I don't know, man. This is fact schmacks, dude. <laughs> I think it <laughs> like, is. Well, <laughs> that's all I got right there. It's so, from it's from National Geographic. I'll put sure, a link. Sure. No, one so one thing I, I, of, I, I, that's, I, that is true. One thing I would add to that is, um, you know, sometimes you, there's, there's sometimes in, when you look at the way the universe is, it's a, it is a dynamic system that is changing. When you look yeah, at our solar it system, it's a dynamic sure. system that's changing. The Earth is still cooling. The Earth is yeah. So when you look at certain things, like every galaxy is moving away from every other galaxy because of dark matter uh, or dark energy. Sorry, dark energy. Um, if you ex- look far enough into the future. There's a you know a very likely scenario where every galaxy is its own island. Every other galaxy is so far away and moving so far away so fast that you'd never be able to spot another galaxy you'd never even know it existed. We live in a unique time frame when we can see other galaxies and we know that they're there. 
In a trillion years, someone born in, in the Milky Way galaxy is not going to know that. We live in a unique time where the moon is just far enough away from us that when it lines up with the sun, it can completely cover it. Uh, but you can still get that that wicked halo. In some amount of time, that's not going to be the case anymore. The, the moon's not going to be able to completely cover the sun. You know, people aren't going to, if there are people, there won't be full lunar eclipses. Sometimes just, you know, neat thing to think about. Your, our, the things we will see um, because of, of when we were born. We lament or a lot. See well, we will lament because a- I've done some calculations, Matt. Oh, and the world is ending <laughs> long before that. <laughs> and if you want to know what the date is, subscribe to our Patreon. I uh, one thing, uh, you know. Thank you very much for our to our our to our Patreon uh, subscriber. Oh, yeah. There, thanks, Joe. Thank you. Um, you know that that's amazing. If you want to support us, um, that's that's a great way of doing it. But something else that we would ask for is just uh, you know one one shot, one beer. Uh, tell someone you know about about us uh, if you can, and maybe just leave us a review on uh, on your podcast listening app of choice. That would be amazing. One that shot, one be beer. So good. That's all we ask. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Fact Smacks. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you want to hear more, be sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash facts schmacks. Or you can check us out on Facebook or on YouTube or on Twitter.com at Fact Schmacked Pod. We also have a website, factschmacks.xyz. Because we know you haven't had enough yet. Sure.